All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. It's hour number three here on a Monday morning. And this is our new segment here. We've been doing it for a little over a month now. I think this is uh, four or five weeks with Allison Novi. It's the whole Story Health Hour. Really excited to have Allison in the studio. Uh, she did some research over the week and whatnot on the testosterone stuff and this, that, and the other. She's come back with a little bit of information with a and. You know, I spent the first one, the last hour talking about it. And uh, I think we're going to meet in the middle here with some stuff. And we're, the aspect she's going to come from is the natural health side of, you know, things that you can do to prevent losing your natural testosterone and things that you can do to boost your natural testosterone. You know, I think all that tie again, talk to your doctor. But I think all that tied into uh, the testosterone replacement is a big win uh, for somebody like me because, Allison used the analogy, you know, shooting yourself in the foot during the off air a second ago. And it's a great thought. You know, if you're going to go take these replacement therapies and all this, that, and the other, well, why wouldn't you also tune the diet to maximize that testosterone that you're putting into your body and, you know, not, not decrease it. So I, I think that's a really unique perspective on that. Allison, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. That's, uh, that's such a, a good point. Um, I know I reference him all the time, but Dr. Huberman always says lifestyle first, then tweak your nutrition, then look into supplements, then pharmaceutical intervention. Um, And, you know, we were talking off air about how um, you can supplement, do HRT or hormone replacement therapy all day long. But if you aren't uh, putting in the work for the lifestyle habits that support all of this, then you can, it, you are shooting yourself in the foot because your body is responding and you're going to tax it because you are replacing these hormones, but then what are they converting into? So we have to remember, and this is something that I'm still really learning about. So, but hormones convert to different hormones and then convert and then convert again. And then eventually um, they've got to be metabolized through our liver and excreted. So one of the things that I do with women who are uh, experiencing hormone dysfunction, like estrogen dominance and men too, men have estrogen dominance and, um, it, or high testosterone in women, which is really common with women with PCOS is we've got to address the liver. If your liver is not functioning at optimal levels, um, AKA covered in fat, you know, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease is, it's almost an occurrence in I think 50% of the population now. So if you are, if your liver is struggling, then you've got all these excess hormones floating around and it can really wreak havoc. It can increase inflammation, destroy your sleep, make you insulin resistant. There's all these things that can happen. So if your diet and lifestyle aren't supporting what you're doing, then you could look up in a couple of years and kind of be in a sticky situation. Yeah, I mean, look, I talk about it a good bit in my regular show, uh, <clears throat> just how low of a place I was in physically and mentally, and most of it was because of my mental, I mean, because of my physical, it was causing this mental mm-hmm. la- lag, and uh, going into, well, 2019, 2020, so on and so forth, you know, and like I said, coming up, it was a 22 where I decided to put my health first yeah or or in a much higher importance than it had been and just how much more phenomenal i feel yeah don't wrong, I've, there's been ebbs and flows and stuff sure. but the when you have a bad day just dusting yourself off and 
starting back over. It's all right. Yeah, and that and that's so important too. We can't talk about health without talking about mindset because that's everything. And um, we have to to recognize health is fluid. You will have these ups and downs, you know. Um, so if you are insistent on learning and chasing the process and pursuing the lifestyle, you are going to feel so much better and have so much more progress than if you are just insistent on reaching an outcome, a specific goal. If all you do every day is drive yourself crazy about uh, a 20 pound weight loss, and you're never investing in the lifestyle component, um, then you you're going to keep jumping on and off a diet hamster wheel. Well, everybody, anybody can lose 20 pounds in a, in a month. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, you focus for a month and you can do some binge purge type stuff and, and, and lose 20 pounds, but can you keep it off? And and how do you feel? Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you feel terrible? How's your sleep? How's your energy? Um, it, I mean, it, is it worth living that way? Do you, it, when you think about what it takes to lose 20 pounds in a month, is that something that you feel good about doing day in, day out? Because the, I used to have this mindset when I was 80 pounds overweight that like, if I could just get to that weight, but then it's going to come back on if I haven't changed my mindset and my lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, I was talking during the last hour about weighing in every week and uh, talking about it on the radio. I said, but one of the things is, is with, with the body transformation stuff I'm going through, weight's not the determining factor. I, I do want to legitimately lose 20 pounds or 20 more pounds. Cause I think 250 is a much healthier weight for me than 270. But a lot of the 270 I'm floating around with right now, my waist is smaller than it was when I was yes. when I was 260. But my muscle mass is higher. Yeah. So there's a lot of things at play there that don't let weight be the determining factor. No, especially if you are building muscle, because you will lose inches while you are staying. Your weight stays the same. And I'll tell you, especially at our age, I mean, but take advantage of this in your 20s and your 30s. Build freaking muscle. We need muscle to live a long, healthy life. This is what keeps us from being at higher risk for falls that end up taking our life. Like it's just so important. And, you know, as we age, naturally, things like estrogen and progesterone start to to um, decrease. And it's okay. uh, But just that makes it that more difficult to build and maintain muscle. Like looking at you, I would never have thrown that number 270 out. But you're not you know, you're carrying a lot more muscle and, and that's what matters. If you're looking at maybe getting, possibly getting a DEXA scan or something that can show your um, lean mass to fat mass ratio. Mm-hmm. And what does the fat around your organs look like? That's another thing. Like a lot of people that look skinny, their organs are covered in fat. So we want to look at the visceral fat as much as the adipose tissue. Yeah. So I, I look, these are $20 scales. You got to get on them barefooted, but they do come with an app. Yeah, uh, that that kind of measures all that. I take it a bit with a grain of salt because it's based on your body measurements, this, that, and the other. But just pull it up here real quick. I have I'll, one of those too, and I'll kind of run through um, where mine is. So actually, my weight last week was two sixty seven. So you know that fluctuates four or five pounds depending on how much water I've mm-hmm. I've had. <clears throat> but um, so weight was two sixty seven. My BMI was thirty three point six, uh, which is red, which is in the red. Uh, body fat twenty point five. Let's see here. Here's the ones I'm interested in. Okay, fat-free body weight, 212 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, subcon- am I saying that? Sub- subterraneous? Subcutaneous. That's it. Fat, <laughs> 16.4%. 
uh, the visceral fat was a 16. Yeah. So I, I don't know what the percentage of accuracy these scales are just strictly pulling from your feet. Sure. Um, and the way it does that is it's it, fun to track. It is. It is. And yeah. I think it, I think it is to get I, past just weight. I have one of those too. Yeah. Um, and what it does is it bounces off the different densities, right? Mm-hmm. So muscle is going to be a lot more dense than fat. Um, if you wanted to get like, and this is just, you know, health is so nuanced. So this is just, if you wanted to get a little bit deeper, um, maybe looking at going and doing a DEXA scan somewhere so you can actually get that full scan and see, I would be willing to bet your body fat percentage would read a little bit lower. Yeah. Um, but you know, this is just, this is when you are out of a danger zone and you're just having fun tweaking. And, yeah. and that, to me, that's a really fun place to be is like, okay, you know, as long as you keep a healthy mindset that health is, is first and foremost, you know, like I was thinking yesterday, I'm so grateful that at 40, I can go and do what I did at the gym yesterday and feel really good. I had gotten to a place a couple of months ago where I wasn't feeling good. I was trying to do workouts that my body was not conditioned to do, um, the movements, I just never developed great form and I was just feeling achy and I just, I'm like, no, I'm not surrendering to this. It's not my age. It is because I haven't put in the work to be flexible enough and mobile enough to do these compound movements. So now I'm working with my chiropractor. He's writing my program and I'm falling in love with, you know, a a different style of workout now. It's a lot of fun. So I saw where you had moved away from CrossFit and you joined a traditional gym. Uh Is that what you're talking about? Uh Yeah. Yeah. And, and let me say, um, that CrossFit was not the culprit. Allison was right. So I, what it takes, the commitment it takes to do these compound movements, these Olympic lifts properly. Um, those that invest that time in it on the front end, are, are going to, to do very well. I did not, I just wanted to go in and get that endorphin rush and be able to say I did a, you know, 115 pound power clean. And, you know, I mean, I, I had fun with it. And, but at the end of the day, um, if I'm not investing an hour in mobility and flexibility, if I'm not slowing down, putting the barbell down, picking up a PVC pipe and, you know, working on these movements to do correctly over and over and over again, I'm just setting myself up for massive injury. So there are people that I know they invest in the time and the effort into the small things and they do really well and they're killing it. Um, that was not me. I was chasing an endorphin rush. So anyway, it, I'm backing off and doing more site specific weight training. Mm -hmm. Um, And then getting back into um, not long distance running, but just running again um, on a small scale, one, two, maybe three miles max, because it's something I'm enjoy. I enjoy and, and I'm not terrible at. Well, like I say, like I I got on and did the 45 minutes of cardio this morning, like two and a half miles, just like three and a half miles an hour. Just a nice, got my metabolism going, got my endorphins going. Yeah. Uh, gets my head clear, and I mean, I felt like I hit the ground running this morning. I just, and mentally, it just felt like I was in a really good place yep. after getting off the treadmill this morning. I'm like, got to try to do this every day that I can. Yeah, and that's a great point. When we think of cardio, do not think of cardio for fat loss. Think mm-hmm. of cardio for your mental health um, and your heart health. And it, and it, then you know, even if you're doing that 
three, four times a week. That's great. Um, so many of us, and I've certainly been there, get sucked into, I need to do more cardio to burn more calories, to be skinnier. And that's not, that's not. Big old myth. I've talked yeah. in the first hour about, well, not the first hour, the last hour, and just how much I had wrong about fitness and health. And, and the cardio to lose weight was was it? I mean, it's like, man, because I lost all the weight. I lost. I lost diet. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't do any working out. I didn't do any cardio. Didn't do anything. Yeah. But the cardio was there for another reason. It was my. Like, there's millions of good health reasons to do it, but your mental health just feels like the most important one. I agree. I, I have between walking and when I used to run, um, and would could just literally get up and take off for a ten mile run, like I, it was nothing back back in the day. Um, the the processing that I did. Uh, the the mental clarity that I gained while doing that was amazing. Um, but like I do everything, I overdid it. And um, overdoing cardio is one of the quickest way, and especially if you're under eating, one of the quickest ways to run your hormone status into the ground. And then you will start to gain the weight back. Well, you know, uh, we got to take a break, but also like for a man, you, you'll, you'll burn your muscles. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm and, sure for women too, you know, but yeah. as men, we're all obsessed with building muscle, building muscle. Uh, doing too much cardio because, man, I get that runner's high when I get on there too and I don't want to get off. Yeah. I'm like, 45 minutes, that's it. I'm yeah. out. Yeah. You know, maybe even 30 minutes some days, just, you know, just enough to get that blood flowing. Man. Yeah. It's, that's better than a cup of coffee. And and something you can do too and even shorten that amount of time to still get the same benefit is do like a hit style high intensity. Yep. So I've been, I've been doing 10 minutes of sprint work. You know, I'll do like 40 seconds of sprint and then – 20 to 30 seconds of um, slowing it back down and just do that for 10 minutes. And then my warm up and cool down is, is walk five minutes, warm up five minutes, cool down. I'll walk backwards on the treadmill. And I'm telling you, I've noticed a dramatic difference. 10 minutes of that. That's it. Heck yeah. All right. Let's take a break real quick. This is the Clay Edwards show. It's our whole story health hour with Alice and Noe on 1039 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into Clay Edwards Show. It's our whole story, Health Hour with Allison Noe. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends down at Stonington Farm Beef. Man, I tell you what, a lot of you guys met up with them Friday to get your beef, and y'all messaged me and told me how excited you were. Um, got a report from somebody who said it's the best hamburger they've ever had. The best beef. And I'm going to tell you, I made some, <clears throat> got a little off the diet the other night and decided to make some dirty rice with uh, some Stonington Farm Beef. And I can absolutely tell you that as much as I love their ribeye, and it's phenomenal, <clears throat> the hamburger meat may be the go-to hmm. with Stonington Farm Beef. It is absolutely phenomenal. I'm going to make some tacos tonight. I got uh, like keto tacos or whatever, and I'm going to make some, some tacos with it tonight, and I'm really excited about that. But this hamburger meat, their ground beef, is awesome. And, of course, all hormone-free, all grass-fed, grass-finished. That's the key there. And it's just really high-end, high-quality, locally sourced beef, you know, farm-to-table, so to say. And uh, you start supporting a good locally-owned business. And they'll bring it up here to you. I think they come up. It's either every other week or once a month. Um, you can get with them and give it the schedule. But go to Stonington with two N's, StoningtonFarmBeef.com. Uh, give Miss Katie Stonington a call. They'll customize an order for you. So you don't have to just pick package A, package B, and you end up with a bunch of stuff you don't need because you had to get it as part of a package. You'll get exactly what you want that best fits your needs. I use a lot of ground beef for things I like to make, and I like steak. I'm pretty simple, so I don't get a whole lot of 
weird stuff. Give me ribeye, give me uh, ground beef, and Clay's pretty happy. And you can be too. The Stonington Farm beef, the grass-fed difference, located right down there in Perkinston, Mississippi. But like I said, they will bring it up here to the Jackson area. Uh, they meet in Ridgeland and Brandon when they come up. So you can find a way to get over there to one of them. Uh, we're thinking about, because some of us can't get away from work here and there, uh, getting together and just one person be the pickup person for it. And we can all send whoever their money, however we want to work it out. But uh, let's not let not being able to get away from work be the deterrent in us getting some real good, healthy beef. And that's what we talk about on the show, right? It's health and ways you can be healthier and what you put in you, crap in, crap out. Yep. You know, starting with good uh, grass-fed beef is a great way to start uh, paying attention to what you put in you. All beef ain't good beef. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny because I have, I did a video a couple years ago on things that affect testosterone levels in men. And never before had I ever gotten the attention of men when it comes to nutrition until I did that video. <laughs> and all of a sudden they're like, hey, babe, won't you go uh, make sure you get grass-fed beef when you go to the grocery store now? And then they all commented on how much better it tasted too. So, all right, so uh, educate me a little bit here. I mean, I assumed that grass-fed was better mm-hmm. from a testosterone standpoint. It is? Well, yeah, because so we we talked about on a previous show how we are with our food eats, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of these um, cattle farmers, well, the whole from the start of their life to the end of their life, these cows are super stressed out, right? And so their hormone levels are going to be affected. That's going to affect the meat. We are going to feel the physiological impact of what our meat has eaten. Also, they feed um, when, when your meat is has eaten a lot of grain, you know, grain impacts insulin resistance, leptin resistance, these things impact your reproductive hormones. Um, and then sugar, they feed uh, cattle, not, not all, but a lot of cattle farmers feed them, you know, candy trash, sugar, bad oils. Um, and so all of these will, will impact us when we ingest them. Well, yeah. Too. So just like, just like if I was to eat all that separately, it would affect my testosterone levels and amongst other things. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if the food that you're being fed was fed on that, mm-hmm. it's going to have a trickle-down effect. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. We are what our food eats. So, yeah. Um, and we get – so this goes all the way back to photosynthesis. We get our energy from the sun. Well, if our cows are getting their their nutrition from grass, um, then they're getting it straight from the sun because it takes the sun to grow the grass, right? And so we're getting such a clean source of energy and nutrients. So, well, good stuff there. So one of the things, uh, kind of what we're on the, on today is uh, testosterone, and uh, we we're talking about the TRT therapies. And uh, look, uh, women out there, again, back to what I was saying in the first hour, obviously don't listen to Clay. Start with your doctor. Get your blood levels checked and all that. And if uh, testosterone therapy is what they think is best for you, women, it can gravely benefit you as well. Not gravely. That's probably a bad word to use. It can drastically benefit you as well. And uh, they have all kind of different treatments. You don't have to give yourself a shot every week, this, that, and the other. Uh, what What are your thoughts on female and testosterone? Maybe not even the therapy stuff. I know that's not your specialty. But a, a lot of people, uh, it's taboo to talk about testosterone in women. Yeah. Because they think the big muscular bodybuilding women, that's just not always the case. Well, you know, it's interesting. We, we think of women, we think of estrogen. So mm-hmm. we think that that's our most dominant hormone. We actually have more testosterone than we do estrogen. And, 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 and men, it's the flip side of that conversation. 
And we think that we're not supposed to have estrogen, but we absolutely need our mm-hmm. estrogen levels up to to an extent. I mean, yeah. it's all balanced out. There are ranges. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> first and foremost, find a functional practitioner uh, because we don't have natura- naturopaths here in Mississippi yet. We, you know, maybe one day, but, um, and look at getting some functional lab testing so you can get an accurate depiction of where you're at. And this is measured against accurate lab ranges. And then again, start with lifestyle first and nutrition first. Um, our bodies are completely capable of getting these things balanced back out most of the time. Um, so, but yeah, women, we, we need testosterone, um, And again, if it's a case of maybe we have too much testosterone or not high enough levels, it may not be that our body is not producing it. It just may be that it's not converting right. So we have all these pathways that convert, you know, estrogen is a catch-all term for many different hormones. You've got estradiol. You've got a lot of different forms of estrogen. So it's cleaning up our systems so that we can properly convert hormones. And then again, what's your liver look? like are you properly metabolizing and excreting these so when when a traditional doctor looks at your ranges we're not looking at well what's caused these ranges to be out of whack and remember that traditional doctors are looking at a range of what is an average among the population well we have a very sick population so average does not mean optimal or normal Um, so when you do go to a uh, functional practitioner they are going to look at what is optimal and how we can get your body there Interesting. I, I, I just, I, I'm finding all I've told you, this has been an f- incredibly in- interesting rabbit hole to jump down, yeah. learning about the testosterone stuff. And again, aside from just doing the shot every week or whatever, it's, it's learning about ways to, signs to look out for, for low testosterone. I think are way, it's a way wider scope than I expected. And the things that you can do to avoid lower testosterone mm-hmm. uh one of the things that i ran across was uh, it was t- you know i've been a big supporter of kratom on here mm-hmm. and, and people's ability to take it now that will not change but as far as clay taking in it said uh people taking things for uh, uh opioids and stuff like that and i know that, that that does have some similar properties to opioids so when i get off there today i'm gonna do some research and see if that could potentially have a negative effect on my testosterone levels and if it does it's out yeah you know so I mean, it's, it's just opening your mind up and deciding what's most important to you and uh it's just very very interesting stuff here one of the th- this has been a topic and it's never going to go away so if y'all don't like talking about sleep then i'm <laughs> sorry <laughs> um next hour but i got um, it written down right here yeah so um you know we've got this whole mentality And I know that bosses use this all the time to manipulate their employees and it drives me crazy. It's like, oh, you can sleep when you're dead. Well, A, if you, if you live by that rule, you're going to meet that deadline a lot sooner um, because our bodies require sleep. But when we're looking at hormone production and metabolization and all things considered, um, adequate amounts of testosterone. If you are not getting proper sleep and that is quality and quantity. So not just the quantity, but the quality of your sleep. Um, then you are just working against the grain. Yeah. No, I mean, since you started talking about sleep, well, we've talked about it a good bit, but I think last week's show, we really spent some time on, on sleep or maybe it was one before that. Uh, I mean, I've been going out there and trying to at minimum get my 15 hours of sun, 
I'm not getting it when 15 I... 15 minutes. Yeah. That's an hour. 15, yeah. <laughs> 15 minutes of, of sunlight and stuff because... You know, getting that rhythm. What, what's it, what's your the sleep rhythm? Circadian rhythm. Circadian. I can never remember that word. Getting my circadian rhythm. And hey, like I told you, I got in bed um, Saturday night, nine thirty. Didn't get out of it Sunday morning, till almost ten o'clock. Yeah. I mean, um, ten hours of sleep, two hours of laying there being lazy. My body was finally like, I'm sore. Get up. Yeah. Or maybe it was yeah. my, maybe it was my dogs needing to go outside. Whatever it was. But it's just little things. Maybe I had a better week of sleep. No, I had two long nights between the rodeo and the parade. But other than that, I had a really good week of sleep. And when I was asleep, it was good sleep. Yeah. So I'm seeing the little changes. And that goes back to the little daily changes I'm making. But the testosterone and levels getting back right. And, again, cutting negative things out of your out of your diet. Yeah. And uh, I feel better when I sleep better. Yeah. Nutrition, sleep, lifting weights. Lifting weights is one of the... Um, strongest supporters of uh, testosterone so um and again women the it doesn't do the same thing in our bodies that it does in men um so i i would just encourage you to never worry about bulking up if you're lifting weights because it's almost impossible um but for a man it is one of the necessities um, in order to maintain, especially as you enter your 30s, your 40s, and, and the rest of your life, in order to maintain adequate levels of testosterone. And I, I talked about this during the last hour when I was doing this, my, my solo show about TRT and said and the, the elephant in the room, of course, everybody wants to know is, um, aside from all the other things, from libido to sleep to anxiety, et cetera, that it can help is do you, do you put on some muscles? And the answer is absolutely yes for me. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, I can walk by the mirror and see it, and you know, compliments from people in my life. Yeah, you know. So let's take a break. When we come back, um, if if I can drag you down a rabbit hole on supplements, okay. I would like to, I'd like to get your opinion on a few things, okay? Because I I think the supplement business is uh is interesting to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is the Clay Edwards Show. It's our whole story health hour with Allison Noe live here on one zero three nine W Y A B. Hey, real quick, if you have any questions for us. The Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. It's our Whole Story Health Hour segment here with Miss Allison Noe with Whole Story Health. Allison, um, I teased it a little bit going into the break there, but and we'll do, we can do a whole show on this at some point uh, where you got a little bit more time. But the, the supplement business is is just absolutely huge, and we'll be a little more specific today. I was doing a little bouncing around last night. I was watching a podcast or something on. I say watching a podcast, watching a live stream on YouTube or something last night, and uh, one of this guy's sponsors was uh, Black Forest Supplements or something like that. Anyway, and they had a testosterone booster they were pushing, and I Googled it and went down a couple uh, rabbit holes with it. And at the end of the day, it just seemed like everybody said, well, you know, look, this stuff may actually show some benefits, this, that, and the other, if you do this, 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 this. So if anybody's looking for, they see these testosterone boosters available at your local uh, supplement store, it, none of that's going to do you any good if you're still not doing everything else right. Yeah. I mean, I, I would still, before I do a supplement, no, depending on your age and stuff, but as a 45-year-old guy, before I waste a whole lot of time on a testosterone booster from a, from a supplement store, 
I'm just going to go see my TRT doctor. Yeah. And, you know, and eat right and try to do all these other things. I, and price-wise, there's not a whole lot of difference in the price at the end of the day either because supplements are expensive. Yeah, they are. And and so a supplements that promise to be a, a cure-all or a fix-all like that, I'm super weary of. You know, a lot of times if you're – testosterone is low it may be vitamin d deficiency which is it's funny you say that I've, I've heard that a lot over the last in the, doing all these watching these videos and blogs and stuff as a uh, vitamin d is a big big part of that yeah oh, a huge um portion of the population is deficient in vitamin d we don't get outside and so and even during the winter i supplement vitamin d um and i have a really good resource on where to get a good quality vitamin d if you don't get it from your doctor um but because i tend to get a little bit of seasonal depression if i'm not super intentional about getting you know getting a couple minutes of sunlight a day and and supplementing some vitamin d and and remember y'all vitamin d is a fat soluble um hormone really which means that you need to take if you supplement vitamin d it needs to be with a meal that's got some healthy fats in it it takes fat to transport it to where it needs to go get your ribeye and some bacon yeah get uh, you a nice good fatty cut of steak and and then take your vitamin d and um get outside i like keeping keeping some pork or deer sausage cooked and uh just grab a grab a half a stick in the mornings uh, like after this show, I'll run by the house, grab a little, you know, two, three inch or whatever, four inch stick of sausage. And man, it, it serves me for the, the whole day and kind of get my fats and my meat, my yeah. protein. Cause I, I saw a breakdown the other day talking about <clears throat> on like keto. Like you need what, like 60% protein, 40% fat, 10% uh, kind of healthy carbs. Yeah, so there are different ratios. Um, again, it's very different, uh, the, the macronutrient breakdown for women than it is men. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're still a cycling female, then there are times in your, your cycle that you need more carbohydrates. Um, and then there are times where you're more insulin resistant and you need to go lower carb. Um, and then also, what's your workout regimen look like? You may need to do a higher percentage of protein. Um, and then where are you getting your carbohydrates? You know, I mean, when people hear carbs, they think, okay, well, I can have half a piece of toast. <laughs> it's like, no, like focus on, you know, green vegetables and berries. And so that can get really nuanced too. Um, but I, if you're at a place where counting macros is beneficial for you, um, then you can really dial that in if that's something that you want to do. Most people I find are kind of like you where you just want to have a, you know, a basic, you you know what makes your body feel good and you stick more towards that than, than getting really invested in counting macros. Uh, and I look, even when, when I lost all that weight, it was, it was just kind of winging it a little bit because I never measured macros or anything. I just did what I felt was, was right. I kind of figured it out. Where I, okay, I saw results in this window when I was doing this. Let's yeah. continue replicating that window. Yeah. And that's kind of how I came to it. And I've had a little bit of a problem getting back there, but I know what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. You know, so it, it's, it's tweakable. Well, and, and our bodies are designed to adapt and overcome, right? So that may, may mean that you may need to make some changes. And that's one thing that can be kind of frustrating about health and nutrition is you can have something that works 
just phenomenally well for a while and then all of a sudden it's not working quite as well and that could be because you never really were doing the right thing for your body and you were just chasing a quick outcome or it could be that your body has adapted to that so now you have to change things up to get your body to respond again so um there and that's when we're talking about fat loss but again that's when you're at a place where you know you've got everything else dialed in that you are healthy otherwise healthy then you can invest in getting nuanced if that's something that you want to do yeah yeah I, I say, what do you think about um we've probably talked about this but <clears throat> we got a minute or two to burn here what do you think about fasting i mean like the, the intermittent fasting is that something you're a fan of what, what are your thoughts yeah i i feel better when i'm doing that again women this is something that we have to be really wise about because they're you know if you are wanting to maintain the integrity of your reproductive hormonal health even if you don't want to have a baby you need to be healthy there so there are times uh there are weeks out of your month that you don't need to fast as long because it can mess up your progesterone production. Um, for men, y'all are s- simple. Um, and it, if that works well for you, you, you can intermittent fast every day. You could play around with some extended fast. Um, women, we can do that too. We just need to know when in our cycle to do that. I'm a huge advocate for fasting as a form of cancer prevention. It's also great in regulating blood sugar. Um, but, if we go overboard as women, it can stimulate cortisol, which can affect blood. So anyway, there's no simple answer for women, unfortunately. Um, and this is the way the Lord made us. So men, just give us a little bit of grace. <laughs> you mentioned cortisol. Uh-huh. What What is the number one thing you can do to avoid uh, high, having high cortisol levels? Mm. Uh, I would say sleep is so huge when we are sleep deprived this signals your physiology that there's something going on there's an, a stressful event you know it's a lion tiger or bear is encroaching your your life and um it will stimulate cortisol to keep you awake and alert during the day um in excessive amount. So sleep is going to be huge, but also managing stress. Like we've talked about that. Um, so ways to manage stress because you can't stop it from coming, but making sure that you are prioritizing sleep, making sure that you are eating a healthy diet and then doing some deep breathing exercises, getting outside, putting your feet on some grass with, you know, barefoot there. I, I went over that on a previous show and he's got all these podcasts. Um, so it's just learning how to manage the stress that you have. And then also understanding that there are seasons in life that are just going to be super stressful. And that is when you absolutely do not want to throw away your workout routine or, you know, your healthy eating. And that's what we tend to do. We think we got to make life simpler. So let's, you know, go pick up all our meals from fast food places and we don't have time to work out. Those are the times that you have got to make time for your health the most. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, one of the things I'm most personally proud of is the ditching fast food and having stuck with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's days where I just want a piece of fried chicken from a gas station, and I, I'll do that, you know, <laughs> once every six weeks or so. I just get a chicken on a stick and just like, it's my reward or it's my punishment, however you want to look at it. <laughs> but, but getting out of that fast food grind yeah. and cooking 90% of what I put yeah. in my body, 
And it makes such a big difference. It really does. If if you batch your time and, you know, get some proteins cooked up and you just have stuff on hand. I can't tell you the last time that I ran through a fast food restaurant and I used to rely on that all the time. And I'm, I understand why people do it. But I also understand the changes that we can make that, that make it not an option for you. Yeah, it was great. All right. Come back, land the plane for the day with Allison Noe. Let her tell you how to contact her if you need her experience for anything. This is the Clay Edwards Show. It's our whole story health hour with Allison Novi on 1039 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, Allison. Uh, real quick, and I, I would like to bring our little off-air conversation to air real quick. I got a text on the Gunzinger text line. Fella said, hey, as a man, how do I fast? Easiest way I did it, quick answer, generic answer. Everybody's going to be a little different. I did between 6 and 8 o'clock every night, one large, low-carb, high-protein meal. And that was all I ate all day. Because when you're sleeping, you're fasting too. Yeah. You know, and then, but I was just talking with Allison. What I'm going to try to start doing now is... Do my cardio in the mornings, eat four eggs sometime either right after cardio or right after the radio show when I stop back by the house and then not eat again until after my workout in the evenings. Which is essentially mimicking a, a longer fast because it's, you know, the, the eggs aren't going to spike your glucose levels hardly if at all. So, yeah. and that's the point of fasting is uh, primarily to... Um, avoid that glucose spike. And for men, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's solely dependent on what your schedule looks like, right? So if it's feasible for you, you know, maybe start with a 16-8. You're fasting 16 hours and you're eating in an eight-hour window. What does that mean for most people? You eat lunch and dinner. Um, you're skipping breakfast because your 16-hour fasting time starts after your, your dinner meal and then your sleep hours count and then it ends when you have that lunch meal and then you have an eight hour feeding window so you need to look at your schedule a lot of people have a lot of activities going on after work with kids and stuff so um but maybe yeah just start with a 16 8 and see how that feels yeah here's what figure out when you can be hungry and busy you know like what can you what can you what can you do better hungry yeah i mean like for me sitting around being bored is the worst part. Like at work at the car lot, if I'm not busy, being hungry then is terrible for me because it's when I want a snack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I'm going to do an extended fast, one, ladies, I'm going to make sure it's appropriate time in my cycle. And then also I'm going to make sure that I'm super busy. Yep. So, um, and speaking of ladies, I know that I, I probably frustrate y'all to no end because I talk about how different things are for us. Uh, this is why it helps to have a functional practitioner or a health coach like myself who can really help you understand and learn when the most appropriate times to do things are for your physiology so you can get the most out of it. All right, y'all will follow Allison on Facebook at Whole Story Health. Uh-huh, yep. And uh, we got a Facebook group there, too, for this show, the Whole Story Health Hour. Uh, I guess I need to go join that now that I'm out of Facebook jail. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back here next Monday with more natural health news you can use. Is that the tagline? I love it. We'll sell that from Mike. And uh, I enjoyed it. Thank you. And uh, any questions you have, hit us up. I'll get them answered for you. I will see y'all tomorrow. Jameson Haygood up next, 1039 WYAB.